0: Checking the Levels again. Checking, checking, check. Checking the Levels. Checking Levels. Checking Them. Making sure the Levels are right. Checking the Levels. Checking Them. Checking, checking. Checking the Levels. Yep. Gotta have the Levels. Yep. Gotta make sure they're all right. Checking the Levels. Check, check, check. Welcome to the second episode of Wizard on Wizen, the sound only edition. It's a podcast. It's the only podcast that tells you what it's like to be a wizard. I bet you're really glad it's here. Lots of people wonder what being a wizard's like. They don't have to. They could just become wizards themselves. You don't have to be born a wizard. I mean, I guess it helps. But like anybody who's born talented, they tend not to develop it. And they usually end up mediocre anyway. Anyway, you could be a wizard if you want. Don't let anybody else tell you different. Today, if you want to be a wizard, I'll share some hints and tricks for you about all the different kinds of weird that you'll become involved in. You'll learn the difference between magical weirdness, psychic weirdness, spiritual weirdness, and psychological weirdness. Those are four kinds of weirdnesses that we're going to talk about. But we're not going to talk about them now. Now I want to talk about who I'm going to talk to later. Gary's here. You might know Gary from the Saturday Evening Ghost. He's been pretty much in charge of the Page 5 ghoul. If you've ever read his column, then you'll know he's been on some pretty crazy adventures. We're going to sit down and get to the bottom of it, see what's going on with him today. And then, we're going to have a story time. Today's story time story is still about the Women's Dart League. From the first episode, you might remember how I had a um a, hor- a hor- horrible ex- experience. Uh, one night when I went to the bar and, and um, the old ladies were playing darts and just <sighs> So that's our story today and this episode is sponsored by the Saturday Evening Ghost where you'll find all of your favorite modern pulp fiction serial stories such as the crescent city creeps that's one of my favorites it's about this guy named thomas jeffrey de la rue who's a hoodoo private detective and he gets in all kinds of trouble with the police officer inspector danvers and then there's this weird businessman i don't even know how to say his name but he doesn't believe in magic or monsters or the police But he keeps hanging out with them. You should read it. It's really good. You can also read a story about a little kid called Jimmy Jam. He's just a giant jerk. He's killed bedtime. He stayed up until he died of sleep deprivation. He killed his little next-door neighbor in a knife fight. Um, Just when she killed him at the same time. It's all kinds of crazy stuff down there. You could even see my show, Wizard on Wizen, the TV show. And listen to this, Wizard on Wizen, the podcast. So that's an action-packed day. I hope you're sitting down, take your shoes off, open your mind, and let out a giant fart. Because this is Wizard on Wizard, sound-only edition, and you deserve it. Ah! Good morning, women. This is me, Tad Boddingtonson, CEO of the Women's Pants Emporium. Down at the Women's Pants Emporium, we sell women's pants, trousers, and slacks in both varieties of work and casual, and in both colors, black and gray. Well, it used to be only black and gray. Now, thanks to the Spring Beige sale, a third color option has been added, Spring Beige why you'll immediately tell it apart from fall beige and winter beige but admittedly it does look a lot like summer beige even though our prices are ridiculously low every day of the week and every week of the month and every month of the year and so on I want to introduce a special sale you no doubt are familiar with the saying don't dress for the job you have dress for the job you want well we're having a similar sale but instead of dressing for your job we have a saying that goes don't buy pants in the size that you are buy pants in the size that you want to be put them on layaway here at the women's pants emporium and when you reach your ideal weight you get an additional twenty five percent off your pants in your new fabulous size should you fail to meet your weight goal all of your deposits and payments will be surrendered this is called motivation and it's really popular now so stop on in to the women's pants emporium and pick out what size you want to be and put those pants on layaway and then go run around the block or something I don't care. This is quickly becoming the part of the podcast that I look forward to the least. I bet you feel the same. Oh well, we gotta do it though. It's on the list. Every week, I'm gonna tell you a little bit about what being a wizard's like. The kind of things wizards do and have to put up with and have happened to them. Last week, we started out when I tried to explain what magic was and couldn't really do it. Then we asked a witch and she couldn't really do it either. And then we just kind of figured out that you can't really define magic. But then I thought, well that's probably true, but lots of people define magic. Like Arthur C. Clarke and Aleister Crowley. And there's got to be some others too. But anyway, that was last time when I tried to tell you what magic was. This time, I'm not going to try to tell you what magic was. You can look up and see what those other people say about it. I'm moving on. Moving on to something I know more about weirdness. At first, when I was a wizard, I thought all the weirdness was the same, because it all hurt my head the same. If you watch the TV show of Wizard on Wizen, the only show that tells you what it's like to be a wizard, you will m- you might have noticed that I um, represent the weirdness by the horrible music that keeps playing on a loop and never leaves me alone, except occasionally for a couple minutes or when I go to the laundromat. That music is really, should be four different kinds of music that are playing on top of each other at the same time. But that's even weirder than the weirdness. So I just used the one song to explain all the kinds of weirdness that happen, And it works out pretty good for the visual medium. But here now it's just words. It's the sound only edition. You know, we don't have anything to look at here. So gonna talk about four different kinds of weirdness that could happen to a wizard. The first one should be obvious, it's magical weirdness. Magical weirdness it it happens when you do magic. And then the magic works and you just feel weird. It's a strange thing. I don't I don't know if you can understand it until you cast a spell and it works. And the problem is that Spells are unreliable. They're like really old cars. And sometimes they work better than others. But they do work. And they do get you where you're going. And it's weird town. So the best way to deal with magical weirdness is to just resolve yourself to the fact that it's really weird out there. And magic happens sometimes. And sometimes it doesn't. And it's only weird because people don't believe in it. Not because it's not real. The second kind of weirdness, and it's my least favorite, is spiritual weirdness. Sometimes, I call this spiritual nonsense, or spiritual bullshit. But it's all the same thing. It's weirdness caused by spirits. Now, people don't really like believing in spirits anymore. Because, well, they just don't. And that's a shame. Because spirits are real. Or, at least the world seems to work as though spirits are real. It might just be hearing funny voices in your head. Or it might be someone talking funny voices in your head. See? That's spiritual weirdness. It's just a lot of voices. Maybe sometimes something will fall off a shelf. Ghosts aren't worth the trouble. I don't understand why people hunt them down all the time with their little machines doesn't seem worth it to me. You could just get the same results or, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I just don't know. But I do know that spiritual weirdness, it's weirdness caused by spirits. And one of the ways you can do something about that is talk to a person who deals with spirits a lot. The reason that most people don't do that is because people who talk to spirits a lot tend to be Weirder than people who don't talk to spirits a lot, and it's entirely possible that you could talk to someone who talks to spirits a lot and then they don't say anything helpful to you. So you would think that's it would be different, but that's just how it goes. Spirits are they're weird and they're unreliable, and the worst part about spiritual nonsense or weirdness. Or bullshit is that it overlaps with psychic weirdness psychic weirdness is when your psychic senses don't work right and you feel other people's emotions too much that's called empathy or maybe you can predict a future a little bit that's called predicting the future a little bit or sometimes you can hear people think Inside of your head and then that either makes you crazy or psychic or someone who talks to the spirits and it just gets confusing because see I Wasn't always a wizard. I was just a regular guy who meditated and I Started as a little kid and then when I was about 29 Something happened I became a wizard I forgot that I wanted to be one and then all of a sudden this all the weirdnesses happened to me all four of them at once and when you meditate you get to a point where you can get your head to be really quiet like you just don't think there's nothing yelling at you in your head you're just looking out the window like a cat sometimes it's more fun to hang out with cats Because there's really nothing going on in their heads either. Or if it is, it's not in English. And they're not really loud when they think. So it's alright to be about them. But one day I woke up. And, phew, man, it was a weird city inside my head. And no matter how hard I meditated, I couldn't get it to quiet down. So, I had my sanity confirmed. And then I went to see the voodoo man. And he helped me out. You're probably thinking... Man, that's really weird. And that's what I'm trying to say to you. Spiritual weirdness is the weirdest of the weirdnesses. Psychic weirdness is the second weirdest of the weirdnesses. Now, magical weirdness, that's kind of up to you. And the final form of weirdness is psychological weirdness. I'm not a psychologist, so I really shouldn't be talking about psychological notions. So, let's just say that sometimes people are crazy, and then this mimics the other weirdnesses of the magical, spiritual, and psychic sort. And it's just, man, you don't want to have that happen. So, that's weirdness for you. Things are going to get weirder, though. Gary's here, and he's ready to talk to you. Thanks for listening to me mumble on about weirdnesses. I hope you like listening to Gary do the same thing. Hi. It's time for the interview. This time, I'm talking to Gary Llewellyn. He was or is the intern down at the Saturday Evening Ghost. He was in charge of making coffee and hunting down monsters for the page 5 school. He joins us on the phone today from all the way in Peru. Hi Gary, welcome to Wizard on Wizard, the only podcast that tells you what it's like to be a wizard. Do you want to tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself and what you do and who you are?
1: Yeah, hey, I'm uh, Dr. Gary Llewellyn. I'm a doctor of cryptozoology. I got my degree at the People's University of Chisinau. And yes, they lost their accreditation when the Soviet Union broke up. but I didn't spend four years in night classes up the mailboxes and in trooper- copper cadavers, not to be called Dr. Gary.
0: Wow. So you got to live in the Soviet Union? What was that like? Was it like the way it is on television?
1: Well, actually, yeah, I lived in Romania, stuck across the border for classes. Cardinal smokes went a long way back then. Hold on a second. Isn't that where Dracula lives? Fuck no. Red Bastard moved to Russia after the war. He's the man behind the throne there, so to speak, nowadays.
0: Are you saying that Vladimir Putin is a Dracula?
1: The Dracula? What the fuck? No. Dracula's Dracula. Putin is Renfield in this equation. So, where
0: did you get this information
1: from? K-Hole Space. Is that a blog or something? It's what I call doing an ass load of ketamine and crawling into an MRI machine. Shit will take you places.
0: Uh, okay. So, what are you doing in Peru? Anything exciting?
1: Well, I needed a break after the whole thing in Prague, the tigers and whatnot, so I came here and had a week-long ayahuasca trip.
0: I've always wanted to try that. A whole week, huh? How was it? I've never been able to go more than two or three days.
1: Well, let me tell you. I rode the... Hold on a second. What do you want? You. Get out of here, little moocher. Don't Go eat a sandwich, your freaking me out. Anyway, what was I? Oh, yeah, right. I wrote a reptilian corkscrew straight into the ass of the Lord Almighty. These gnomes were dancing around me, singing these unholy nursery rhymes. Then they gathered in the huddle started talking shit about me for a few days. After that, they gave me about uh, 30 pieces of paper, printed, double-sided.
0: Whoa. Do you remember what it said?
1: Well, it had this uh, elaborate outline for the Charlie Brown Extended Cinematic Universe, and about the first feet to 15 minutes of a script for World War One Flying Ace, the first peanut.
0: Um, wow, okay. Um, so, what, do you have a, a plan for making that real? Is that, is that what you're gonna do?
1: Well, I'm talking to a guy about making this shit happen, says if I film in China, I do have to fuck around with licensing.
0: You were saying before that you don't know if you'll be returning to the Page 5 goal.
1: What's going on with that? Well, uh... T- hang on again. Guys, I'm on the phone! Christ. I don't know. Mort's apparently got some teeny-bopper hack murder the shit out of it now. Let me ask you something. Is she really his niece? Is she buying into that Uncle Stick? I think there's something might be wrong with her. Are,
0: are you talking about Stephanie?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I can't say that I've met her yet. But the most recent Page 5 goal is all about how she rescued you in Sri Lanka. Do you want to tell us about that?
1: Rescue's not the verb I'd use. I was hanging out with the guys, having brews, passing around a bowl of that booze you drown the scorpion and the snakes and shit in. She comes out of nowhere. Hey, you guys are well, aren't you? You got me well. You look just like the picture. So these guys give me the chilly one. I mosey off to wherever the fuck I'm not. I These guys think my name's Rachel al because the demons don't hang with people named Gary, you know? <laughs> Alright, whatever. Honestly, she's a lot like me when I was 20. A few more clawings by Nixies dressed as raccoons, she will be fine. Because that's what the Nixies are doing, you know. They're hiding out disguised as raccoons. Germany thinks it has a raccoon infestation. The Nixies are mobilizing. They're looking for some shit. And don't think it's an isolated incident. It's happening all over. Five years ago, I was involved in a spider uprising in Laos. I sided with the spiders on that one. Wait a minute. You mean you sided with the spiders? Look, ship was moving so fast then, you didn't have time to properly weigh the options. And between the villagers and the spiders, the spiders' manifesto was the most clear and concise. It seemed like the way to go. Then the little pricks turn on me. No fucking loyalty.
0: Well, that's spiders for you, right? What did they do?
1: lead tarantulas starting shit with me, telling people I owe them money and I better watch my back. Listen, my cousin's hand looked like tarantulas. Italian side of the family, I'm not scared of fucking tarantulas, especially when it was only the leader because he was banging grandmother spider, but who wasn't back then, you know what I mean? Listen, man, I don't like the way this cop's eyeballing me over here. I got a boogie. Well, Gary, thanks for being
0: here. It's sure been an interesting and um, interesting conversation. Is there anything that you want to plug? Do you have anything going on? Any projects that you're working on or serums that you're developing or anything of that nature.
1: Uh, yeah, real quick. Uh, maybe, maybe not. The Page Five cool and the Saturday Evening Ghost. I figure this new girl is not long for the world, so you never know. The uh, World War One Flying Ace first peanut should be available direct DVD in parts of Asia, but I know a guy in Singapore can hook you up. DM me on Twitter. That uh, should be sometime next year. Uh, I also appear on a DVD produced by the Libertarian Party of Tulsa. It's about how to get acquitted of a coke charge by handing out flyers about jury nullification in front of the courthouse. And you can support me on my Patreon. Please do. I owe the wrong people a lot of money and shit that cop's walking over here. See ya, bye.
0: Wow, you know, I mean, sometimes whew, sometimes everything just works out perfectly. Thanks Gary for talking to me. I wish I got to say that to you before you hung up and uh, good luck with the cops and go check out his Patreon people and we'll just wait and see what happens now um I guess we'll get back to the other parts of the podcast. I had no idea Gary was that weird. Whew. I mean, he always seemed a little weird. Like he was a little too old to be working as an intern. But that was something else. It's also a really good thing that we're done with this episode. I want to thank you for stopping by. I want to thanks for listening to me try to explain things. And listening to Gary. And thanks to our sponsors, the women's... Pants Emporium I think we'll be uh, hearing a lot from them it's a good sponsor to have they have stores in um, 72 of the 50 states and they've been open for four generations selling nothing but women's pants and also slacks and trousers but not shirts or dresses we also want to thank the Saturday Evening Ghost you can go there at saturdayeveningghost.com put some W's in front of it some periods there too And then you'll see all kinds of things that will just blow your mind and make your eyes wish that they could hear. I'll be back again before you know it. Thanks for listening to Wizard on Wizard Sound Only Edition. It's a podcast, episode 2. forgot to tell the story hi welcome to story time time this time on story time the electric dartaloo ladies dart league part two now i told you about the part one of this story last time and then i told you i was going to tell you part two now we're at that part of the show where you get to hear part two of the ladies dart league story <clears throat> My experience with the Ladies Dart League was a perfect example of why people shouldn't assume that they know how to drink. Learning how to drink without causing a ruckus is an art that is dangerously approaching extinction. Why, there was a time when everyone who was anyone knew how to put on a decent load without being a dick, and drinking manners were taught to children in church so that everyone could enjoy drinking as it was meant to be enjoyed. At the very least, when someone is drinking, they should drink in such a manner that they don't yell and grab strangers. Ideally, someone should drink in such a way that nobody really knows but them that they've been drinking. Most drinking humans, and all drinking cats, will fall somewhere in between. That's fine. Usually it's good enough. It's one thing to occasionally act a jackass, but it's something else entirely to make a league centered around the practice of being a jackass while you're throwing darts and eating pasta. That's just too much. In many ways, drinking is not rocket science but many other ways it's much more dangerous than space rocketry and proper care should be taken to prevent a disaster it's a good idea to take some basic precautions against drinking like an asshole especially if you're on the ladies Start team most drinking hints are really just common sense and they shouldn't have to be explained And because of things i'm not authorized to discuss i'll just go ahead and explain some of them see the thing about drinking is that it doesn't make anything different just makes things seem different alcohol is like a volume knob for your soul and if you just have a bunch of shitty music on your soul and you get drunk you're just going to be playing a lot of loud shitty soul music that's a shame because alcohol can be a potent force of personal evolution and a source of happiness if you're prepared to shake hands with the worst aspects of yourself and work on assimilating the dark fruits of this partnership into your personality, there's no telling what you can accomplish. The end result of this practice is usually a merging of drunk you and sober you into a single being that's referred to as you-you. It's great. But this article isn't about that though. That's much to advance the concept for now. This is just about rudimentary drinking manners. Here are three helpful hints for avoiding a drinking disaster. And this the three helpful hints are in bold because that helps them be helpful. The first helpful hint is your special night out isn't special for everyone. There is a tendency to become self-centered. It's a cornerstone of drunken behavior. When drinking in public, it is imperative that you take some time to remember that you are drunk, not special. The second hint You shouldn't touch people. This is sort of the law. If you touch too many people, the cops show up every time. Think about how you react when you're grabbed. Other people will probably feel that way about you when you grab them. Now, before grabbing a stranger while drunk, you should remember that you only think it's okay because you only think you're awesome. The reality of this situation is that you aren't awesome And you aren't doing anyone a favor when you grab them. And the third hint, people can make sure they don't get hit by darts without your help. If you've been drinking booze all night and not studying with Kung Fu masters or getting bit by radioactive spiders, you better calm down and don't grab people because they can dodge the darts on their own. And if they don't, that's their problem. If we lived in a world where everyone followed these three simple rules, we would live in a wonderful world. But we don't. We live in a world that doesn't deserve courteous drinking teams. And whose fault's that? It's all of our faults. That's whose.